So then they get underneath the table and they start playing with me while I'm playing Dungeons and Dragons trying to keep a straight face because <laughs> I'm playing D&D with my friends. Like, my dad's initial response, his initial reaction was a sort of like, a, a like, oh, okay, thank God you're not gay. Like that was his like- <laughs> It's like a dream guest for, for you. Huge fan of Gina Valentina. <laughs> and like, I got in right when she kind of got out. So that was like a heartbreaking kind of like, oh no, like. This is the first time in the history of like the Western adult entertainment industry where we have the absolute most Asian male talent in the history. Two. And there's two. <laughs> we, have, we have increased Asian male talent in the industry by 200%. Okay, so that's kind of a big deal, guys. Yeah. Like. I'm here with the Leo Vice, the, the Lion Emperor. Am I right? Yep, yep. So? Today, I'm gonna have Leo share his uh, experiences. What the, the whole come up, right? The, the how, how did you get into this industry? And more so than that, it's like, you know, teaching teaching guys um, how to increase their their riz, their charisma, mm. their sex appeal, right? right? Well, you can learn all that in this episode. And yeah, man, I think you just got some, some great, interesting stories to tell. Okay. So we're gonna get into it. <laughs> So, what is the craziest scene you've ever done thus far? Craziest scene? Oh, man, this is... I don't have much to say about that just because it's like... When I started my career, I was uh, self-publishing, uh, and it was like COVID and all that stuff, so we just shoot a lot in my place. I don't know about the craziest, but the funniest one was because of a middle of pandemic and COVID, me and some friends are playing Dungeons and Dragons, right? Yeah. So we have a weekly D&D session going on, and because it's like five people, it's kind of hard to coordinate, so we can't just move the dates a lot. So we're like set in stone, this uh -huh. is our D&D session. It also happened to be the only day Febby Twigs was in town and she wanted to shoot content with me. Uh -huh. And she also uh, wanted to shoot content with uh, another performer, Layla Lewis. And she was like, oh, let's do a threesome and this and this and so forth. So the plan initially was me and them were going to shoot something first. Then they were going to do Girl Girl while I'm playing Dungeons and Dragons. And then after that finishes, then we were going to do the threesome and so uh -huh. forth, right? And then uh, so pretty much because of schedule times and whatever, I end up playing Dungeons and Dragons while those two are having a fucking full like lesbian scene in the bed. I live in a studio, so there's no like separation of walls or anything. It's literally <laughs> just me sitting there being like, what's up? <laughs> yeah. And then they got finished their scene while we're still playing D&D because it's like, it's a long session. Uh -huh. So then they get underneath the table and they start playing with me while I'm playing Dungeons and Dragons trying to keep a straight face because <laughs> I'm playing D&D with my friends. Like. That was the first question. <laughs> check out this video on Spotify, link down below. Also check out Leo's stuff, link down. I don't think I could link the hub. No, I don't think you should. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but I'm gonna link the you, Instagram. You, you can search me on the hub though, it's real easy, I pop up. <laughs> yeah. Let me know what other guests you, you, you know, you guys wanna see. Uh, like my dream guys, it was Venus guy. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If, if one day I could have like Venus guy, you know, <laughs> hop on, that would be. I'm also uploading Down Bad Show episodes a week early on Fan House. So if you guys want to watch upcoming episodes on the Down Bad Show, the next episode is actually on the Fan House right now. You're known on the internet as Eric. Yeah, so you got some head like under a tent? In in my tent. Oh. Dude, I came out of that like, I, I don't know if I like blowjobs and eating. <laughs> so you could join by clicking on the first link down below. Oh man, did, did you concentrate on the game? Was the focus still intact? Oh yeah, no, I mean, uh, I was able to focus on, 
I was able to focus on two things. Um, uh -huh. Luckily, you know, D&D is a team effort, so the team was carrying me through right, while right. I was <laughs> preoccupied. Yeah. And when it came to the important stuff, you know, it was uh, like, I also play a monk class, so it's really simple. I just run up and punch him, so it's very much easy. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's like, uh, punch him. And then, like, <laughs> right back to doing what I'm doing down there. Damn. That's it. Was this recorded? Everything? Uh, actually, yeah, they they did record it. There is a there is a there is some footage of it but, of you just playing and, and you just getting. Oh. <laughs> just, this footage of them under the table and then my D, uh, my DM didn't know like uh, didn't know what was going on. So at one point he's just like, "Are you tired over there?" Like, no, no, no. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Got something going on. Like, don't mind me. <laughs> Oh god! And both of them were under the table. Yeah, <laughs> that's fire. That was the first question. <laughs> um, and let's 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 get into you know the generic questions, right? Mm -hmm. yeah, you know, what, actually, no. Be before how you got started, how did you learn to just how, like where did you how did you get good at fucking? You know what they say: practice, practice, practice. Okay. Uh, so actually, no. Even let's rewind even before that. When did you lose your virginity? Oh, I, I mean, I feel like it's a late bloomer, but it's you know, um, I was 18, freshman year of college. Okay. I think technically that's common. I think right, that, right, that's right. pretty common. I feel like that, that's pretty common. Again, if you're in that range, it's like that's normal. I, I had an my very 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 first opportunity. Mm. I was so nervous and excited that I didn't even make it inside before I exploded, and then oh, like you, you busted. Yeah, and then right, so that like was technically my first but not you know what i mean because nah, like that doesn't really count. right like it's my first time with a girl but we didn't even make it right, in right, right, right so right. then it wasn't until like a year later i get to college and then like i officially like okay now i'm inside the vagina we've yes, officially yes, yes officially lost that, this you know what counts. i mean so <laughs> yeah but the, the first how, how how was that uh the first official time that no, was great it was um girlfriend yeah it was, it was girlfriend at the time um like yeah, I was a girlfriend at the time in college, and it was just uh, we've been dating for a little while. I'm a, I'm a pretty shy person actually, so um, it's kind of one of those weird things. It's like I guided you. Well, it was just sort of like I didn't make the move, and she didn't push. For, so we just dated for a long time before I eventually got the nerves to be like, hey, can we? You know? Yeah. And then she was like, yeah, of course. Like you could have done it anytime sooner. <laughs> and I was like, I didn't know. The first like, time you asked. Pretty much. Like wow. Okay. Part of it's just like I grew up in a place that didn't have a lot of. Uh, I grew up in the Bay Area, but in uh -huh. a part of the Bay Area that didn't have a big Asian community. Okay. So I was always kind of odd man out, right? Mm -hmm. And then as a kid being teased for being Asian in Western society, mm -hmm. it just kind of, it, it affected my self-esteem like sexually in a way that I was just a lot more shy about mm -hmm. making those moves right, when right, it came right. to women, you know? Yeah. Um, did, did, did you, I mean, was your friend circle Asian? Was your friend circle white? No, I, uh, back then, back back then, my friend circle was mostly white just because uh -huh. I, there was wasn't a like lot. Like nerdy was, white kids? No, the, that the, played Dungeons and Dragons? <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, there just wasn't a lot of Asian people around. Uh -huh. And so I just hung out with the people that had similar interests and stuff that I did. Yeah. And in high school, I started wrestling and I started skateboarding. So I hung out with the wrestlers. And then in the summertime, I hung out with the skaters. Okay. And there just wasn't a lot of Asians in both yeah, circles. But so. I, think, I think I think that's still like a pretty like outgoing activity. Oh, right. Right. So like you were still, you know, out there. Oh, yeah. And, you know, like my shyness wasn't, I mean, the shyness is still there. But, you know, you, you go out there and do things because uh, you need to do these things. Yeah, yeah. 
And again, most of the shyness, like, it's like a social shyness, but like mm. uh, actually going out and, you know, wrestling someone on a mat or something, it's like, well, you know what you got to do. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you just go out there and do it, right? right? It's different from like, now I have to talk to people. Right. And now I have to game this girl up. I don't know how you feel about me, like, feelings-wise, but I know if I go on the mat and beat you, the points just say, you know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I see, I see. Now, did you grow up with, you know, anime, K-pop, like any in Asian influences? Oh, yeah, those those definitely anime, but it was like, um, you know, I'm kind of old, so I'm like, I'm 36, right? Okay. So, so you grow up with the Cowboy Bebops. Yeah. yeah, but even before then, it was like uh, Dragon Ball. Uh, Dragon, oh, Dragon Ball. Ball. Yeah, Dragon just a, Ball. Just a ball. Like, I remember as a kid, it was just like, the only... It was like you, you watch cartoons and then there was that little block right after the morning cartoons yes. where it's like Sailor Moon, Dragon Ball, yes. occasionally was it like a Ronin Warriors uh, and like uh, those ones, right? Ronin and then yeah, 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 yeah. And then later on, like in, my, in about middle school years, Toonami started popping up and then yes. you got those Toonami animes. Yes. Um, you know, that's when Dragon Ball added the Z to the end of that right. and you know, things like that. And then I've always been a fan of anime, but I didn't really get into it until my college years because as, as most uh, do uh -huh. right as is tradition yeah and then um it's, it's the rite of passage right yeah. and then during that time you know it was, it was a lot of naruto uh fully coolie cowboy bebop things like that oh, shit. uh samurai well, shampoo so moving on um now you, you talked about your, your shyness right okay. how uh, did, did the girlfriend help you slowly over overcome oh. that or was it yourself was it like how did you blossom in college uh it was it was definitely me i mean it, def it helped having you know it helped losing your virginity yeah. to someone that you thought was really attractive and all this other stuff yeah. but for the most part it was uh it was eventually me being comfortable with just being being me right like who oh, i am right and that part of it was a sort of uh not focusing so much on dating and getting laid but just focusing on me and like what i wanted to be who i wanted to be what i wanted to achieve in my life you know it, when, when i was in high school it was i wanted to wrestle right mm -hmm. so i focused all on that mm -hmm. and by the end of my senior year of high school even though all i all i did the entire time was just focus on wrestling yeah I was like nominated for Homecoming King. I was like all these things that like the signs that you are popular, right? Oh. And it's like, that wasn't me trying to be popular. It was me just focusing on being the best me mm -hmm. and who I was at the time was mm -hmm. this. And then transla translating that over to college where it's like, okay, I stopped wrestling in college, but I just started skating and I was just mm -hmm. gonna be like, and then me finding my place in the skate community out mm -hmm. there and all that stuff made me confident of who I am as an individual, mm -hmm. which just like, helped attract women because you know attraction is more than just the way that you look there's yes. there's like a there's a kind of an aura about you that yes. makes people yes. attracted to you that like right. they want to get to know more about you right and confidence is a huge part of that yes. and when you have that confidence yes. people just like you know you're minding your own business and people just like are attracted hey, to you you just get it bro i'm not gonna <laughs> lie you just get it man <laughs> you just like explained Everything that I vouch for in just one <laughs> little nugget right there. What's going on, guys? This podcast was sponsored by BetterHelp. If you guys are watching this podcast, my guess is you might be battling some anxiety, some fears that's holding you back from, you know, approaching girls, or it might be just a lot of fears that's holding you back from living the life that you want. Now, that being said, BetterHelp is an online therapy which can assist you and find you a licensed professional therapist that can help you and guide you to better understanding yourself and better understanding some of these barriers that's holding you back. So it's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's a professional therapy done securely online. And you can schedule a weekly video or phone session so you won't have to 
sit through you know waiting rooms in traditional therapy now i don't know if you guys try traditional therapy a lot of times it's kind of out of your reach it's, it's kind of out of your way to actually go and seek therapy with better help you could do it right through your phone right through the app store download better help and within 48 hours they will match you with the exact professional licensed therapist that will work best for you depending on whatever you're going through emotionally or mentally. And you can really talk out your problems with a licensed therapist. BetterHelp is a great way where you can show up for yourself and invest in your own well-being and essentially grow out of your anxieties and your fears. That being said, you could go read their testimonials at betterhelp.com slash reviews. So visit betterhelp.com slash the down bad show and join over 2 million people who have already taken charge of their mental health with the help of a experienced professional that that said i'm giving you guys a special offer for those of you watching the podcast a 10 percent off your first month at betterhelp.com slash the down bad show so the, the skate stuff really mm. really got you right and then what, what, what were you doing like like career wise like were you in um were you majoring in anything um, Asian and cut like were you Nah, I mean, you know, Asian parents and all that, so there yeah. was like definitely arts and, and stuff like that was out yeah. of the question. Yeah. What I wanted to do was film, but again, that's like out of the question, right? Mm. Um so the compromise was like let's get something that's more traditional mm-hmm. that I can kind of fall back on and uh-huh. so forth. So I, I went with a political science. It's oh. uh it's actually my area of, of uh, interest. Okay. That's the thing. It wasn't like, oh, I hate politics. It's like I thought about being a business major first, and I was yeah. just like, no, this is not for me. Yeah. And um, ever since high school, I was actually, I, I've been watching The Daily Show. And so I inadvertently got interested in politics through that show. Because you know, at first, it was just the jokes. And then you, yes. you start watching enough that you start paying attention to what's going on. Yeah. So by the time college came around and I had to pick major, I was like, yo, political science sounds kind saying. of interest, right? Mm-hmm. You know, that's right up my alley. And uh Honest truth is, I actually really enjoy it. The politics. Right. Whether making, you know, finding out how to make money with a political science degree is a whole different story. Yes. But getting the degree itself was actually fun. I okay. didn't I didn't hate it. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so what was it? What were you doing out of college? Out of college, the plan was to focus on skating and go, you know, try to do something Pro in the skater, skate world. Yeah. Exactly. That was the plan. But um, life didn't really work out that way. My brother had started a business. He needed help. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of got sucked into family uh into the family business stuff because Mm of uh i graduated college right around 2008 so if you remember there was a whole you know global financial collapse and uh money was uh kind of tight for everyone right um and that was also my family my my dad had a bunch of loans that you know for Uh business stuff that was supposed to pop off but then 2008 happened my brother all the so the family ended up in a situation where uh they needed my help and i pretty much had to drop everything i was doing to go do that i didn't actually want to be doing this stuff for my family but i got called in to do it years of it ended up causing friction i ended up having to leave the family for a while so when was this two so, so out of college 20, like about 2008 i was there for i don't remember the exact amount of years i want to say like three something years before i finally had enough or something like that mm-hmm. then i left on my own cut all contact with the family for a mm-hmm. couple years uh, during that time is when I, you know, got my next, uh, was when I started working for the video game industry. Okay. Uh, and then from there is when I started my man whoring it up in San Francisco storyline, which leads ah. directly to here, okay, how okay. I became pa- this. That, that's where I pause, right? The man whoring in San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay. So video game industry, how did, like, what, what kicked that, like, that, that story arc off? Was it a bad breakup? Was it... No, so, uh, I mean, kind of. Uh, it wasn't a bad breakup. It was just, 
I was in a relationship for two something years. Yeah. The, the person I was with, she is amazing. She's wonderful. I have nothing bad negative to say at all. Mm -hmm. It's just purely one of those like dating someone for two years and realizing like we're both getting into our late twenties. Yes. I wasn't quite ready to settle down yet. There right. was so much stuff I wanted to do, both like sexually and non-sexually. Mm -hmm. It was just like I. I was just starting to finally get a taste of freedom because of all the family stuff. Mm -hmm. And then here I am in this long-term relationship being like, I'm just getting a taste of freedom yeah. and I'm also two year mark, which means we should be either serious right. or let her right. cut loose. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I decided to cut her loose, which was like, I, I totally broke her heart, but I still think it was the right move because yeah. You know, it's been many years since then. I'm still not quite ready to settle down, and yeah. I would be the worst person in the world if I just dragged her along the right. entire time. You know, right. you also don't want to drag yourself along. Exactly right. Yeah. So, but with that, you know, that that sense of finally having freedom in my life, I got mm -hmm. financial freedom. I have, you know, uh, freedom from any relationships, this and this and so forth. I just moved to San Francisco. Why not man whore it up and just, you know, yeah, yeah. live your best fucking man whore life, right? Okay. Like, so so where does that start? At the club, tender? Where? A tender. I'm not a club person. I don't really drink. I'm not okay. really at night like you know I don't drink I don't dance so like what am I really gonna do at the club right okay. and if I went to the club just to try to pick up girls that's just kind of weird at times yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like so it, what's your go-to on tinder oh what's, you know you do the matches yeah I, you know I mean my, my strategy works for me but it's mostly just you know if you look good half naked you post a bunch of half naked pictures you let people know that you're down what you're looking for and just kind of let it happen right like uh -huh. uh, if you're a good-looking guy if you're a good looking guy and you're just honest about like, hey, I'm just looking for this, you know, people respect that and be like, hey, I'm also just looking for that too. Let's just knock it out real quick and call it a day, right? Knock it out real quick. Okay. What's the first message? Because a lot of guys watching out here, you know, they, they are really right. damn bad. You know, they, they want to. Nah, I feel. And it's. I'm Yo, okay, so let me let me ease you into this, yeah. right? So I, I, had a, I had a friend uh, back in the day. It was a couple years ago. He was, I, I say he was man horn. Mm -hmm. He'd be on Tinder, just, hey, FWB question mark. <laughs> that's it. All right. That's literally his his opener. And honestly, if you and got that's the, like if, if you got the confidence to just go that bold with it, go for it. But honestly, I was about to say it's like literally just hey is fine to get the conversation started if they're already interested. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like usually I talk a little bit before I'm like, hey, you know, so forth. But also my profile's pretty open about like not looking for anything serious and so forth. So uh -huh. if you swipe right and you're responding to hey, you should already be on page that like uh -huh. I'm not looking for much. You got, you the, know. Shirt, you got the shirtless page in the, in the first No, of phone. course. Like, <laughs> okay. Catch the attention first, right? You know? Right, 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 right. Damn. And, and, and you know what's crazy? All these girls, bro, they have the exact opposite on their profile. <laughs> Just here looking for a friend, not trying to hook up. Right. And then they match with you and they <laughs> oh, right, right. I'm, I'll be, I also I completely understand though, just because the way society views like sex and yes. and it's such a double standard, right? Like if women are out there having sex, it's like, oh my god, you're such a whore. But if man out there having the sex, it's like, good for you, you're a stud, right? And I, I think that, that all goes back to, to guys as well who, right. who you know, like down the line they don't want a girl with, you know, a high body count or Right. And I mean, I don't know. I, I have feelings about that. And I feel like it's, it stems from a lot of male insecurity. Mm -hmm. And that is like the definition of like toxic masculinity. You right, know what I mean? Because right, right, it's right. like... Because I, I think it's it's how guys view their, their partner, their girlfriend right. down the line. It's like, okay, um, I don't want somebody that I've like, you know, did all these sweet things for. <laughs> And you know, for her to be ch technically shared, because we we view mm. like sex with our girlfriend right. to, to to a high esteem. 
I think that's what it comes. I mean, I I see that and I get that, but I also think there's a still the uh, old traditional thought of marriage is sort of like a property ownership type situation, Mm. and there's still part of that because it's like guys aren't looking at it's like oh my wife is a human being with her own thoughts and desires and so forth, and you know, and just like I'm a human being with my thoughts and desires and so forth, it's like I don't want my wife, I don't want my girl, I don't want my this having these things with other people, right? right? Very possessive. Exactly, it's a possessive mentality where like my mentality on it's like look if. I'm a human being, you're a human being. If you have these thoughts, it's natural because I have these thoughts. You know what I mean? Like, there are girls that I'm with and it's like, yo, I want to fuck all of your friends. Like, I 100% (laughs) do. You know what I mean? So, like, who am I going to be mad at you if you're like, oh, you're your friend's hot? It's like, okay, like, you're a human being. You got this, right? Yes, yes, And, like, just don't do things that's going to hurt each other's feelings. Don't do things out of spite. Don't weaponize sex to hurt each other. But other than that, like, I'm very non-monogamous. So, it's very, you know, it's like... Yeah. Go do your thing. Don't stop me from doing my thing. I yeah. I would much rather non-monogamous a non-monogamous relationship based on that we care and love each other yeah. versus a monogamous relationship that's based purely on sex. Right. You know what I mean? So like, let's just say a guy, you know, he he's with I say a girlfriend who believes in monogamy, mm-hmm. being with one one person. Um, and I feel like there are some girls who are totally against that. Right. But I think there are girls who could be persuaded. Oh no. <laughs> So how do you persuade him? Oh, okay, shit. No, so so first things first. Warning: Be careful what you wish for, uh-huh. because uh, so I've you know again I, I I've done all sorts of things, and at one point um you know you venture into the BDSM kink community and stuff like that, uh-huh. and they're a lot more open minded and so mm-hmm. forth. And the general thing is about that is uh it's usually the guy that brings up to the the girlfriend or wife to right. open up the relationship yeah. for you know whatever reasons but you also know women get way more sexual attention than men do mm-hmm. so once you open that can of worms it's usually the guy's trying to put the genie back in the bottle trying to close it back up <laughs> because now the wife is getting so much sexual attention and the dude's sitting there like trying really hard to get some girl to be like right. okay with you know dating him even though he has a wife Ooh. while the dudes are usually like oh you got a husband i don't give a fuck and she's like all right cool like let's yeah, go right yeah, yeah. so Lesson learned, be careful what you wish for. You have to really, like, my whole belief is that some people are wired for monogamy and some people are not, right? Mm-hmm. And if you're wired for monogamy, more power to you, enjoy it and so forth. If you're not wired for monogamy, then just have that discussion with people. Let people know because relationships, the rules of every relationship is dependent only on the people in the relationship. Got you, got you. Okay. Um, let's, let's hop back into in San Francisco, right? <laughs> and then... Uh, when did you shoot your first scene or how did you like who did, did you know was it a did you film like a sex tape and you're like damn this is kind of <laughs> uh, or like how did nah um so it's kind of a so while I was man it up in San Francisco a lot of the women were just like hey you're pretty good at this whole sex thing right and uh, so I started asking I asked one person I was performing I was I was uh, I was having sex with at the time and I asked her like hey what do you think about this because a lot of women are saying that I'm pretty good at this and she's like oh yeah no you're totally good at this you have a big dick you can fuck right and she's like oh yeah my ex is an Asian dude and he's doing porn and I was like what and it turns out uh, be, they dated way before he got into the industry uh-huh. before he did porn and so forth but her ex was Jeremy Long and so so she got me in touch with him we kind of emailed each other back and forth um and he kind of just broke down how they do their productions on their side Uh and that was the moment that i was like oh shit like this is that's kind of like the pulling back the curtain kind of showing you like oh it's not magic and here's how it kind of works and that got me going like 
I could probably start to do my own productions and so forth. Wow. And then, so that's what got me started to like, how do I get into porn? Mm. And then uh, the official first time I shot was I matched with some girls on Tinder who were looking for a stunt cock pretty much. They were shooting amateur stuff uh, for this like website. It's like uh, freelunchmoney.com or something like that. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they were just, they had a custom request that they needed a dude, uh, they needed a guy for. Mm. So they were looking for somebody on Tinder. Um, I re- they matched with me, we responded. They were like, hey, come, come out with us. Let's vibe it out and see if you're like, you know, cool to work with yeah yeah so we went out uh got dinner everything was cool we got along and then she was like they were like you know come over this weekend and let's shoot this thing so i went over that weekend we shot porn for this custom video they were working on i thought i was just there to shoot porn they gave me 30 bucks afterwards that was my share of the cut and that was it (laughs) that was the first time i got paid to have sex like there we go 30 bucks wow so that was my first time i got paid to make porn (laughs) like Hey man, everybody starts somewhere. Exactly. You know? Like thirty bucks. Shit. I mean, my first YouTube check was two dollars. Right. You know. So at that point, you you felt comfortable with like shooting something and having it be on the internet. Yeah. I mean, well, that part was just more comfortable. Like I can go somewhere and shoot something with random, like not for complete strangers, but pretty much like people I just really met mm. and get filmed and so forth. Like the mechanics of it all work. You yeah. know what I mean? And was there was there no awkwardness? Was there like still a little bit of um? Because when you do something, I feel like when you do something new sexually, right? Um, especially with other people, it's it, it could be very daunting. It could oh, be very just no, for awkward. sure. Honestly, I think it was the right amount of nervousness. It was like that. You know the nervous energy, right? There's like good nervous energy, and then there's like over low nervous energy right and like i had that good level of nervousness where it's like i'm excited nervous mm. and then because of that everything was working really well okay where if i went overboard like was super nervous everything probably would have shut down you know what i mean right, 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 right so at this point were you thinking about like oh yo like what if my friends see this what if my mom see this what if my oh i I, zero zero fucks given right like (laughs) um honestly like number one is like okay if my friends see this like well why would i care if my friends see this because okay yeah you know the main thing being like so now you guys see my dick like it's it's not it's not the first time right (laughs) i don't feel like you know like you know and with my parents uh i actually told them i was gonna do all this before i ever did it uh just because when I had the idea that like, hey, when that the idea and the opportunity to do this, uh-huh. it was like, by the point I was actually making steps into this, Jeremy Long had had left the scene and- There, were, there was nobody here. There, exactly, there was a complete open lane, right? Yeah. But because it was a complete open lane, I'm also 100% aware, like, I can't just hide in like a sea of Asian dicks like other dudes and just be like, oh, that wasn't me. Like, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. that's very obviously me, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I have cousins and all this other stuff. So it's like, word may spread around the family reunion if I don't get in front of this first because I don't want to not do what I want to do because I'm worried about what they may find out. Mm-hmm. So let's just let's just nip this in the bud and let's just go out there. I called my parents. We had this are, conversation. Are you Chinese, Vietnamese? Uh, China, we're from Taiwan. So Taiwan. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, mama. Uh, yeah. Mama, mama, we're going to speak a little bit more. <laughs> so no, so I called them and then it was like, hey, we need to have this conversation. And I'd, I'd be 
we should have the conversation in person because if I can't like talk to you in person, yeah. I shouldn't be doing this in the first place, right? Yeah, if I'm not yeah, mature yeah. enough to have this discussion, yeah. then I'm just obviously not mature enough to even go down this path. Yeah. So, you know, they're like, okay, you know, come over for the weekend, mom will cook lunch and we'll have this conversation <laughs> and so forth. Uh, I get home, you know, and you know, they're like, sit down, let's got, you know, Do, food and so now, forth. It, was there tension? Were they like, oh, I know, my son gonna tell me some <laughs> shit. <laughs> no, I mean, there was just because like, they knew I wanted to talk to him about something and we don't have that relationship where I, do this often uh -huh, yeah, yeah. so it's like yo if he's actually reaching out and says that there's something we need to talk about it's something because you know i'm a very independent person i i'm i don't call them for anything really yeah, right yeah, yeah, yeah so so there was that tension when i got to the house because they weren't sure if it's good bad this that something yeah, yeah. serious how like whatever's um but they're just like you know sit eat let's, let's let's talk and so they're kind of like what do you want to talk about and i was like let's just rip the band-aid off real quick right let's just make uh -huh. this real simple and I just came out, I was like, well, the GG that bomb, huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it was pretty much just like, I have an opportunity to shoot porn, to do porn, to go into the porn industry yeah. and just make porn. And realistically, I'm gonna take it. It's not a maybe, it's a, I am going to do this. Word. I'm not doing it right now at this very moment, Word. but I am gonna do this. I'm gonna go down this path. Word. So if you hear something about it in the family reunions and so forth, you hear rumors and so forth, they're probably true. I just right, wanted yeah. to tell you guys first, you know, before anything else, because again, like I said, if I'm not mature enough to tell you guys to your face as like, as an adult, yeah. I really shouldn't be doing this in the first place, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. My dad's initial response, his initial reaction was a sort of like, a, a like, oh, okay, thank God you're not gay. Like that was his <laughs> like, <laughs> that was his concern apparently. <laughs> and then afterwards, you know, the Asian parent response, the second response is, how much money are you gonna make? Right, oh. because because how much money you're gonna make determines whether or not you're making the right choice or not, yes. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we had a conversation, we had a discussion, and just kind of talking about it's like I might not be making a lot of money right off the bat, but the yeah. earning potential for me is much higher for me when, doing when this. When was this? 2017? Because I want to gauge like yeah, the economy too. I, I want to say around like 2017, 18ish. Okay, uh, okay. It's probably when we had this conversation. Okay. okay. And then again, uh, it still took a little while for me to get there because. Um, just the way I entered the industry, the entire way I came about it, it was really trying to be independent, self-producing, just mm -hmm. try not to have my my fate in the hands of other people the entire time, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, but yeah, during that time, I was just you know telling them, it was like, I got this good paying, I got a pretty decent paying corporate job, mm -hmm. but the earning potential, cause you know, at my job, like I'm, I'm limited, I'm, my growth is limited to what the people above me think I deserve. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. what I actually do, not the effort I put in, not how yeah. hard I work, it's just purely like, do the a upper salary work work these hours? Right. right. Do, do the management above think I you know think I deserve to have a happier life? If they don't, then I don't. Right. Yeah, yeah. So that was kind of like me explaining to them. It's like, look, I want to even just start my own business at a certain point. This and this and so forth. I need to take control of my own life, my own destiny, my own freedom. Then this is the best opportunity given the skills, the things to have, and the market and so forth. And at this point in my life, you know, like I'm already like in my early 30s. So mm. you know, it's 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 not like it's not like I was doing this because. I had no other option in life and mm -hmm. sex work is the only way I could survive. Mm -hmm. My parents at this point were like, you've proven that you're able to survive and handle your own no matter what you're doing. Mm -hmm. You've proven at this point that you have a pretty good head on your shoulders that you, even if we don't understand what your plan is, you have a plan and you're pretty good at carrying it out. Yeah. We really can't tell you no at this point. So so it was a very <laughs> like logistical or, or, or very logical response. Yeah, like it wasn't like, to, like disappointment <laughs> I, I mean after everything i had already gone through with my family at this point there was a whole falling out coming back together this and so forth okay. because of all of that when this finally occurred yeah. uh they were at the point to be like you know what 
the only thing we can really do is love you and support you. Oh, fuck. Like, yeah. uh, and that's kind of where we're at. So out of respect, I just don't bring up work to yeah, them, you know what I mean? Because it's like, what, like, like, even if I brought it up, and even if they were proud of it, it's like, I can't talk more detail about yeah, this, no. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So out of just respect, like, we just don't talk about it. Mm -hmm. But they still call in, and occasionally, once in a while, I get some random call from my dad, just be like, whatever you're doing, I just let you know, we love you and we're proud of you. And I was like, <laughs> thank you, dad. Appreciate it so much. <laughs> you know, you'd rather hear from the dad, you know? Like, hey, exactly, good, right? Good job, like, like, my mom, yeah, you know, know, my mom calls way. me to check in all the time, but my dad, <laughs> like, yo, that means a lot, really, you know? <laughs> yeah. like, <laughs> oh man that makes me feel good that you know asian parents you know hopefully you know for the people watching that right. you know asian parents become more open-minded and accepting of just not just you know sex work but just non-traditional right paths. right like that there's more there's multiple paths to success yes. especially here in america this is supposed to be the uh, land of opportunity yes. and so you know um if your kids got i don't want to say if your kids got a passion because porn's not my passion but it's like right but if you good at it man but it's also just if you have an idea you have a path and so forth there's yeah. so many different paths to success like yes. just i'm not saying you have to encourage everyone but just hear them out just yeah, just yeah. On, and, genuinely and hear them out you know what i mean like, Yo, sex is fun I mean, you know, but yeah, but honestly, if I couldn't figure a way to monetize, if I was going into a completely saturated market field and so forth, mm -hmm. right, would, would it be a good idea? Honestly, even if I was a, from just a business standpoint, that's what I'm saying. No, like, he's just doing it. That's what I'm saying. Like, so like, like as a parent, if my kid, you know, people are like, what if your kids want to do this? What's your business strategy? What's your market strategy? Yeah, if yeah, you yeah, have yeah. a business plan and it seems pretty good, yo, go make your money, right? right? But if you're like, I'm gonna do this because I want it. And it's like, you have no way of actually monetizing and taking care of yourself. Right, right. It, I even as somebody who's doing this would be like, don't do it because you're gonna shoot yourself in the foot because yes. well, sex work is one of those things. Once you do it, you're in. You can't. Yes. You don't dip your toe in the sex work, yes. right? Like once you do it, you've crossed that line. Yes. You are now forever tainted as a sex worker. Yes. And if you don't have a plan, a strategy, a marketing, an exit plan, and yeah. all this other stuff, I'd be like, yo, figure that out and then come back. I, I literally had so one of my one of the skate homies from like the the back in the day, the young skate homies, right? They, they found out about my porn shit. Yeah. And then they hit me up and they'd be like, yo, I'm kind of doing the same thing. Like OnlyFans going on since this, how do I get in? And I had to tell them, no, you're not ready for this because yeah. as I started asking him, was like, what's your branding, what's your marketing, what's your strategy, what's your business? You just had none of it, right? Like, exactly. And that's exactly what it was. It's like, bro, there's so many fucking white dudes. There's yeah. so many guys. You have no plan, you have no marketing, you have no strategy, you have no this and this. Right, right, and you right. want me to get you into porn. Like, the fuck are you gonna do once I got you in? Like, I can't, yeah. I can't do your work for you, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So in that sense, it's one of those like, hey, I sense. came correct, and I yes. told them exactly what they know my background, they know all this stuff, and they were like, he's starting his own business. He's, yes. It wasn't a conversation about me going into porn. It was a conversation about me starting my own business, and it happens to be in adult entertainment. Yep. Whereas you know, if someone was just like let me do sex work because I want to do because I like fucking I'd be like don't do it don't do it yeah. if you just want to fuck don't do it yeah. fuck for fun yeah it's, it's like forever, what, now, you know what, what, I mean? what are you bringing to the table right but I think oh man it's it's still hard though I, I think a lot of do you feel like a lot of Asian guys do lack in the sex department I don't know because I don't have sex with Asian guys so I have no idea what their dick game is like right but I think just from the I, I guess how, how society kind of views Asian guys I guess yeah, the perception the stereotypes right. I totally understand where it comes from and it sucks too because it's like I think even Asian women are susceptible to the same stereotypes that they believe about the Asian men because yeah. oftentimes like you know um, I'm like hooking up with somebody and we're getting naked and so forth and I'll, they'll be like pleasantly surprised with like oh wow you're really big for an asian guy and it's like Ugh. like what do you mean for an asian guy because yeah. statistically i'm just big in general like right, i'm just right. above I'm, average yeah, yeah. 
and it's so it's one of those things like you know but it's not even about the dick size right like like what about the the rating the review that the girls give you like after post sex it's like damn you you're the best asian guy or you're the one of the best guys i've ever had honest i i mean that but that's just that's just on an individual basis as a person right mm -hmm. because uh for me i get off on them getting off right yeah. my i enjoy other people having a good time yeah so my entire focus while i'm having sex is what can i do anything to please yourself. exactly to please you my ego aside whatever mm -hmm. you want like i don't care as long as you're having a good time i'm having a good time mm -hmm. so in that sense i like to think that my partner is coming out having a really good time mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. But if you don't go into sex with that mentality, you go in with like, oh, I'm gonna fuck ego fuck real hard to prove that I'm real good in this. this. Yeah, yeah. I can't, I can't, I don't know if she had a good time. I can't, yeah. you know, like. I think also um, going back to the topic was, I think a lot of Asian guys also, it, like it's just, sex is a very taboo topic right. and subject in the Asian community, right? I, I think that also contributes to the part of the problem. Right. Where it's like, yo, if we're not talking about this, then Asian guys aren't learning about it and getting better with it right. if they're like scared. Oh yeah, you know to no, oh, for sure. And I think it's it's not just the Asian community that mm -hmm. we don't really talk about sex. Like in the manosphere, like men, we don't we talk about sex, but not ever in detail the way like women talk about sex, right? Like we talk about it in a very general sense, like oh I hit that, but right. not like like how do you actually please a woman yeah. you know what i mean like yeah, yeah. that's why there's so many men out there that's just they're like, scared to ask right like yeah. like they're literally confused about female anatomy of yes. like where's the clit where yes. the g-spot is yes. like how do you how do you stimulate those things right. properly and all this other right, stuff right because as guys you just hey man i just got it right i just either I, you got it or you don't right but it's like back in you know when they're by themselves they're on the computer like how do i yeah, exactly the right where's the fucking how do i finger to go you know so you, you know you have those conversations uh, i i learn all that stuff because the women that i i mm -hmm. interact with in my life you know um literally one time i was uh i was hooking up with this uh woman in san diego and i'm like finger thinking i know what i'm doing because i was like oh i've been here before i fingered plenty of women yeah. and she literally stopped me to be like no you're doing it wrong oh. and then she like literally taught me where the g-spot was she was like you curl your finger this you like feel around you feel a little rough spot in here you're right yes. there that's my g-spot this and this now rub it and she literally like and like you know if my ego got in the way of that lesson i never would have learned where the g-spot is yeah. how to stimulate the g-spot yeah. and also how to feel out my partner yeah. to see whether it's working or not yeah. because i would just be like oh, i know what i'm doing i know blah 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 and yeah, it's yeah. like no 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 apparently i didn't know what i was doing yeah. you know and i needed someone to stop me correct me and so forth and yeah. That's one of those lessons you learn is like, you know, when it comes to pleasing someone else, put your ego aside right. and just learn what the other person wants and do that thing. Yeah, yeah. And if you do a good job of it, they will gladly reciprocate to you. Yeah. And then now you're having really good sex because both people are having a really good time wanting to please each other yeah. as instead of having like selfish sex where you're trying to get yours before the other person gets theirs. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, I think. Yeah, I, I, that, that's something I, I've like talked about on, on this channel is like definitely. It, it's it's just a better experience oh yeah if you help them get off <laughs> right right and because they start coming back for seconds <laughs> thirds and then eventually you know it's like an interchange you know no, it's for like sure right right date, bro oh i mean I, I was also gonna talk about um you know a lot of i would say like in asian culture right and just like even in, in pop culture too it's like I think, you know, going back to how I was saying the, 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 the topic of sex is very taboo. Right. And, and you say, you know, it's, it's guys in general. Yes, mm. I agree. But I think in the, within the Asian community, right, I don't know if you've ever seen the, the music video like Nice Guys. 
Nah. By Ryan Higa? Nah, okay. sorry. Uh, it's a big, I mean, you, you should just see it from the title, right? Okay. Uh, they're talking about, like, topics of, you know, just being, being a nice guy. And, right. and it's a very relatable song okay. for a lot of Asian dudes. It's just, you know. Um, I think because we value, I guess, friendship, like, mm. camaraderie, you know, in the relationship right. more than all this sex shit, right? And I think that's a little bit backwards and that's like I, I, I think that's super backwards <laughs> and it's working against us mm. to really like focus on that because right. it, because all this sex and fucking is is not talked about right right so um do you do you see that problem being the case um I, yeah, kind of uh-huh. uh yes and no it's just yeah. sort of one of those things where it's hard to speak for the entire asian community because right. again it's like like we there's, we're such a diverse group of people from yes. so many different backgrounds yes. and yeah. so forth, right? Absolutely. But there is sort of this thing where um, there is this stereotype or this belief that's just like, oh, no, we just be kind of nice, right? But yeah. it's like nice is such a base level. It's just how you treat people on the base level. It's, it's mm-hmm. just like it's you're just nice to people, right? Like mm-hmm. um, if you're opening a door for yourself and someone's behind you, you just hold the door open because it's not nice, what I'm right? talking about. It's, it's like, like they're, they're, they're trying to friendship their way into what they want. Well, right, but that's what I'm saying. It's like, like you're being nice, where thinking being nice, friendshiping your way is like, oh, I'm showing you something, like a good quality about me. But it's like, I'm saying like, you're showing the absolute base level of human interaction quality right. and you need something above the nice, right? That's what I was, before we talked about where when I focused on me and being a good athlete and this and this and so right, forth, the it made me exactly. Aura. It made me attractive. Yes, it was the confidence. It was my success in the realms of the things that I was pursuing. It was that other guys wanted to be me that made the women go, "Oh shit, this is somebody who's like somebody." Yeah, and on top of that, I'm nice, right? Like I, yes. you know, so yeah, yeah. so it's like like. I'm not an asshole and I was successful at these things oh and I did all these things and that's how I ended up attracting really, you know, I, attracting really good women. Yes. And so that's kind of what I'm saying. It's like, like we have this idea, be nice, definitely be nice. Don't be a dick, right? But yes. being nice is such a base level human interaction that it's not enough to secure your relationship. You need to be more than nice. Yeah. I, I think that's, yeah, you, you answered that perfectly. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think another, uh, did you, you know, when, when you were shy, right? And I think now we're touching on like some earlier topics, but you know, when you were shy, were you battling stuff like social anxiety stuff like that? Um, I was, and I, I definitely was battling it. Um, you know, definitely use comedy, self-depreciating humor, stuff like that. Ah. Like, you know, I think it's a very common thing for a lot of Asian people. You, you make self-depreciating jokes, Asian jokes and stuff like that. Cause you, you kind of want to be in with the in crowd a little bit. Like, oh yeah. Yeah. You know, no, 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 we yeah. Like I'm one of the cool ones. <laughs> Like, I don't need to try to be cool. I just yeah. need to be the I'm just, best. I'm, I'm a you know, person. Yeah, I'm yeah. A, you know, and I found my identity, and my identity wasn't like Asian kid in school. My identity was I'm a wrestler. I yeah. I'm part of the wrestling team. I'm now team captain. Yes. I am now one of this. Like that was my identity. Yeah. So as weird as it sounds, I had to remove, I had to remove myself from my Asianness yeah. to find myself mm-hmm. to now embrace and love my Asianness. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that holds very true. But a lot of Asian guys, girls, mm. they are very cliquish. Right. Especially like in this country, I, I see, you know, the Asians kind of, you know, they're, they're, it, they're in their it's own safe. bubble. It's comforting. It it, is. It's, it's a, it's, yeah, it's a very safe place to be. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I didn't have that option. 
Uh, that was the thing. I didn't grow up around the Asian community, so I never had that option. I was just thrown into Western society and said, have fun, figure it out. But in a lot of these <laughs> main, main, major cities, it's um, it's, they, it's they easy to have the comfort. See, I, see, I saw that because my brother did that. My brother found the Asian communities. I see. They weren't in the city that we lived in, so as soon as he got the drive, he drove out over there, you know what I mean? <laughs> he went to college with all the Asians. He went straight into it because uh-huh. I think he didn't like the backlash either, right? Because we were, you know, we both dealt with the same backlash. Yes. We just went about about it different ways, yeah. but he found the Asian community and went into that safe zone. Right. I just kept battling it out in Western society of like, fuck it, let me be homecoming king. Exactly, yeah. like like this Your is my life, like, this is me. Like, like, you know, hey, let me get some soju Korean barbecue right. every weekend. Yeah, I mean, and, it, you know, it's fun though. Yeah, to each their own. Because right. again, like it's a, we didn't sign up for this fight. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we so, were thrown in this country. Right, right. So I completely understand if those who want to back up out of it and just find their little bubble, be comfortable and have a comfortable, happy life, mm-hmm. go for it. I no, no hate on my end. Enjoy your life. But from my end, it was like, yo, I got thrown into this battle. I'm in the middle of this battle for like a cultural, for cultural relevancy in Western society. Yeah. Well, here we are. Let me keep going at it. Like, yeah. Um, and I, I think that that's why uh, for you know a lot of people who are in the clicks when when they do go outside of their circle, right. it's um, it, it, it kind of builds that like social anxiety. Right. Too. It's like oh man, like how do I, you know, talk to somebody of, of a different culture, right? How do I? Um, and, and that's why like I think Asian guys to, to a lot of women they they're seen as shy right. they're seen as like I guess the nice guy you know whatever the stereotype is it's like we just haven't had that kind of interaction right. and going out of our circle is I would say uncomfortable uh, 100% I, I very much get that and uh, and it's also it's just you know um it's just seeing the other sex as people, not somebody you're trying to have sex with, too. That's yep. that's if you're not having a lot of interactions with women, yep. it's hard to have interactions with women that, in your mind, even like just subconsciously, aren't isn't trying to turn sexual. And you know, like, there's got to be some element of it there. But you get way more success if you just talk to a person as a person first, yep. and then get there versus like you know trying to be like let me start this conversation because i want to date this person like like no just start the conversation as a person yeah and then you'll get there eventually if it starts going that direction you know yeah um i i think for for myself like i found a lot of um like in college i was hanging out with you know all my asian homies right (laughs) and i think you know i started off kind of blossoming within that community Mm. Just being more social, okay. and then out of college is when I started doing YouTube, and the YouTube videos, oh my god, you know, yeah. it helped me with everything, right, right, right. And yeah, I was talking to all kinds of strangers, yeah. right. And I think, at, but but when I noticed that I still, I'm fairly attracted to just my kind, my Asian women, you, you know, know. Everyone's got a thing. Everyone's got what they're attracted to, right. Like, but I think slowly as I was like. You know, hooking up more, I started to, I guess, open my mind to just being able to talk to another person right. and just find points of connection right. rather than feeling safe mm, that yes. they're, you know, I we kind of look alike. Right, right. When I went to college and it was like, I'm meeting Asian people for once. I'm now around people that look like me, but we have nothing to talk about. We have nothing to call, you know what I mean? Like uh, the vibe is different because a lot of them came from the Asian communities. Yeah, and yeah. suddenly like, we're like, I can't relate to them, right? Mm. But then like in the skate world, there's, you know, I'm now relating to all these other people that like, we look nothing alike, mm-hmm. but we connect on such a, you know, on a fundamental level because yeah. of our backgrounds and so yeah. forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Let's see. 
to 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 kind of close it off, uh, like a a big section. I want to I want to do is, uh, you know, have you impart some advice, wisdom. I'll do my best. Um. Okay. So, we talked about you know Asian guys being too nice, right? Um. I think. I guess l- let's not just put on Asian guys. Let let's just say how how could guys in general, um, increase their sex appeal. Um. And. It's- you increase the sex appeal by again uh rule one being attractive rule two don't be uh unattractive right <laughs> and then again and, and i say that and people it's like oh no you're just born away no attractive isn't good looking is attractive is you attract people you attract their attention there's something about you that attracts people right so it could be through your confidence it could be through your humor it could be through your talents your skills abilities but as we, you know i said before and i'll say it again um the better you are at who you are yeah. The more confident you are, the more you project that sort of confidence of, of uh, the confidence in yourself. Yeah. That's what makes you attractive. And even if you are attractive, you have those things. You could be unattractive by having a shit attitude, just being a dick, like just generally think, you know, like you can still be very talented, but then everyone finds out like you're just the worst person to hang around with. Yeah. You're now unattractive, even though you right. may, you know, right conventionally be shy so but but do, do you think you know stuff like basic stuff like you know working out because you could tell this to like hey like like a like a 400 pound dude oh right you know and but you no know, here's the thing though right like if you're a 400 pound dude and you're not uncomfortable about being 400 pounds mm. right you're carrying that confidence because you chose to be that 400 right. pounds yeah. you're carrying around with confidence you got the sense of humor you've got the fashion you got all these things going for you your hygiene is good and so forth i've seen dudes like that yeah. pull super hot women because yeah. the woman's like oh shit he's funny as fuck and he's super right. cool to hang out with right, right? right, right, right. and like so for women, I mean, you have to think too, for women, sex, sex is more mental than physical. For mm-hmm. men, it's more physical than mental. So for us, it's like, oh, they have to look a certain way, this and this, mm-hmm. because like, we need the, like, to see the physical stimuli for us, for everything to be nice. working. For, for women, they don't even need to look at us. You know what I mean? Like literally some of the positions are not looking at us, right? Yeah. So your physical looks doesn't matter as much to the women as 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 their looks matter to us as the men. Because, you know, if she if you if you're the funniest dude in the world and she thinks you're hilarious and great and so forth, but she's not that physically attracted to you, she could just do doggy with you the whole fucking time and be yeah. good. You know what yeah. I mean? Like Is there like, like a dream guest for, for you? Oh man. Um Yes, <laughs> I mean that's a lot, right? Like, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I said it before and I'll say it again. Now it's uh, I'm a huge, huge fan of Gina Valentina, and like, <laughs> and, and, and like I got in right when she kind of got out, so that was like a heartbreaking kind of like, oh no, like. <laughs> oh, that's funny because I met Gina too. Oh, okay, I, I, I did a little video with her. I've actually met her a few times myself too. So uh, yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. Yes, she like she she got a boyfriend. Now. Right. She's like, you know, like a family girl now, and it's like she did all her. She did a lot. Now, do you have a strategy on on how to kind of just fucking go to the top, to the moon, mm. like? Uh, I, I, I do and I don't. I don't have anything that's specifically like... Are you aiming for like, yo, I want to be like, Ash Ketchum, I want to be the very best. <laughs> um, I, I I don't know about very, very best. I do... There is a part of me that's kind of like, okay, um, if I have the longevity to last the full 10 years, I would like to go for AVN Hall of Fame status. You know what I mean? Just to be like, leave that mark in the industry to be like, you can't take this away from me. I've left my mark. I'm here. Yeah. But with that, it's like, that's that's a fantasy, not a goal. Um, the goal is really just to be like financially independent, 
take care of my shit gotcha. and build a platform, um, build up my East meets West brand a platform so that way I can eventually have my own site where I'm shooting content and giving opportunities to um, Asian male talent or even not just particularly like East Asian male, but just other ethnic groups that aren't really getting a lot of shine so it ended off right I, okay. I, hey man it's great having you we need you bro <laughs> we need you it's great having you on the I podcast i appreciate you having me here had Absolute a good time pleasure man <laughs>